Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, our long-form interviews, available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app. People need to calm down, get a little less politically correct, and I would say, you know, love everybody. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. This is a freak show. An intergalactic freak show. What do you make of that? It's about right. I keep telling my colleagues uh, that this is the new normal. God help us all. Hold on a sec. I'm going to get me a beer. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Yes, I got a jacket! I give you America itself! This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. I'm curious. I got to get through my little spiel here because I want to see what Joe's focusing on because I have a feeling America is missing the most important story we've got out there. All right. Mm. Next one man's opinion. Live from Studio C. We shall see, senor. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And on a Friday, weekends here, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The national emergency. We have a national emergency, people. Lock your doors. Load your guns. Put your affairs in order. Learn to love the taste of human flesh. See, my question is... What do you think is the national emergency? The, tr- the president's giving a speech about the wall, right? We're all ignoring the true national emergency that we now have an obese president. Oh, boy. The president is obese, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the president's neck is missing. <laughs> How do we react? We now have a president who is officially obese. Wow. He grew an inch somehow. What? Yes, he's an inch taller than he was, wow, than he he was last year. See, I told you he would grow into the office. I don't think at all that somebody was trying to move the numbers around, trying really hard to get his BMI under obese, <laughs> but they didn't quite get there. Why don't we claim he's two inches taller? <laughs> Nobody's going to believe that. He's 70-something years old. He's 30.4. Nobody grows in their 70s. 30.4 BMI. BMI stupid anyway. Yes, it is. Everybody agrees with it. Indeed. Stupid. According to the BMI, he's a couple of pounds into obese territory. I tell you what, I'd trade his blood pressure for mine right now. It's just all the measures of, are you going to drop dead of a heart attack? Well, number one, he's well into his 70s, and he hasn't. Uh, And and number two, all all those stats were quite good. Mm -hmm. As a guy who has to monitor that all the dang time. So I was watching one of the Trump-hating channels, and they had a long conversation about... THTs, yes? Uh... Uh, what he actually weighs. Nope, they don't believe that he's actually 240. <laughs> That's a productive discussion. They're talking about people they know or how tall they are and what yeah. they weigh. Yeah. Hey, look, I know a guy who's 6'3", and he's about that fat, and he's 300 pounds. <laughs> I know people who are 6'4", who are that, 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 that are 240. They don't look like that. So. Are you saying there's a cover-up? <laughs> I don't know. Are, are you calling for impeachment? Is that what you're hinting at? The president, during our show, will speak about his national emergency, not obesity, but uh, building the wall. <laughs> 
It's a national emergency. Right. And we will bring that speech to you. You will not miss it if you listen to the Armstrong and Getty show. And analysis, because there are plenty of Democrats obviously hate the idea, and there's plenty of Republicans who don't like the idea. Oh, yeah. So we'll discuss that. Um, let's kick off the show by introducing everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Michelangelo's ANG show open today will not be heard. It will return at its usual time and place in the next episode. We now present an extra long show open with Positive Sean and Marshall Phillips. Now, there's Positive oh. Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? <laughs> Hi. Uh, doing very well. We have a new <laughs> champion in the most viewed political video in the history of Twitter. Mm. With 37.5 million views, it is a video of, of course, AOC. She's the Twitter darling of, of politics. Wow. Discussing campaign finance in a hearing with ethics experts. And she kind of does this little role play thing where she pretends, if you wanted to influence the presidency, what are the restrictions to how much you could donate, well, et cetera, et cetera. Clearly, we'll have to play a little of that later. But I was We've wa- had 20 people send it to us. And yes, I've seen it. Stop. I haven't seen it. Um, MSNBC killing AOC this morning. Killing her. Wait, you said MSNBC. You meant Fox. Morning Joe. All of them on the staff. All of them. Mika, her boyfriend Joe, Danny Deutsch. Cute little, what's his name, uh, Sean? I don't know why I'm here. I'm just going along with things. Oh, the, the, the guys. Norman Rockwell painting, come <laughs> to life. Yeah, <laughs> Willie guys, they're all killing AOC. Is just knowing, being a know-nothing cutesy what? who's ruining the party and is Dude. a danger to democracy. Well, i got to hear this. Where are they getting their orders? And how she's going to get Trump reelected. All over the driving Amazon out of New York City right. thing. Wow. Oh, wait yeah. a minute. Yeah, it's really interesting. We'll have to play you some of that. Okay. Later. All right. Um, Just gets more and more interesting, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, no kidding. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? How was Valentine's Day? How did your plan work out? Well, you sound like all the people who were texting and tweeting me all day yesterday. <laughs> My Valentine's Day experiment, I booked a solo lunch reservation at a high-end restaurant. I went home. I showered up. I suited up. I splashed on pheromone-laced cologne. I went to the restaurant. And remember when I said, even if I didn't meet an interested female, having a fine meal would be enough? Well, that's what I got. Oh, boy. All of Positive Sean's advice, his strategies, his conversation hooks <laughs> oh, for me to you're use, to blame. <laughs> all went to waste. Oh, you just didn't get a chance to try them. No, right, right. I tried some. Were there any solo women oh, there? Oh, so he did swing, he just missed. I did swing and I did miss. And there was a dearth of solo women. Yeah. A well. dearth. Uh, you know, Valentine's Day. All of them currently lunch. working a shift? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. It was almost all guys. Mm-hmm. I threw out my line, hey, you want to take a picture because I'm doing this for work. And, you know, I do news and radio stuff. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Tried to play oh, the celebrity card. Yeah. He said, okay, click. Oh, what do you want for, uh, would you like a drink? You know, but that was it. Didn't spread the word around. Oh, you're really hoping it would catch on. Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. The buzz of the place. Yeah, I was, I was kind of tipping my hat, winking at some of the ladies. But yeah. what I discovered is lunch on Valentine's Day really does belong to a an 
older group, let us say. <laughs> oh, boy. Maybe dinner would have been better. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, extra tried dinner. Well, he was trying to parlay it into a dinner meal. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was it was interesting strategy. You know, it was fun for well, what it was. Good for you for putting yourself out there. That's yeah. what you got to do. You yeah. got to put yourself out there. You know, I, huh? I hate to sound like the typical football fan saying, why'd they run it? You know, after the run play doesn't work. But it does occur to me that the idea of, my quarry is a woman who would intentionally go out on Valentine's Day to dine alone. In spite of the incredible crowds and the expense and the rest of wait, it, wait, 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 she's wait. so intent on being seen alone, she's going to venture out on VD. You have missed my strategy. I, well, obviously, I'm not nearly as sophisticated as you that's are. That's why I went to lunch. I thought, ah. oh, maybe somebody, you know, works. Exactly. At- lunch, you might. Yeah, yeah. might be out of a lunch group on right. your Valentine's Day. You're kind of you're moping around. Right. Right. You're out with your friends for lunch at work, but you don't have big Valentine's okay, Day plans. Okay, there's, there's a there's a there's a, a man. So it's a woman seeking nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, looks so. across the room. Is that is that Harrison Ford? Is that... Yes, exactly. Yeah. A woman exactly. seeking nutrition. I find myself picturing I don't know a grocery store as uh, a happier go. hunting ground. But who, who am I to speak? I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It's Friday, February fifteenth, the year twenty nineteen. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, then let's begin the show officially according to FCC. Rules and regulations. It's a national emergency if we don't start the Armstrong and Getty show at Mark. Well, I'll be danged if that doesn't sound like, hmm, Kenny Guh in an unusually large and echoey living room. So what is that, Sean? (laughs) So this was the Valentine's present from one Kanye West to another one, Kim Kardashian, that uh, present was apparently a kidnapped Kenny G <laughs> stranded in the middle of a, uh, I don't know, a hundred uh, individually vased roses and him just playing in a very high ceilinged uh, co-mingling this area. Is, this is what you do on Valentine's Day if you have unlimited money. You get a whole bunch of roses and Kenny G. And put it in your living room. I'm That's pretty awesome. sure it's pronounced G. That's that is awesome. <laughs> it was a special presentation. That's ridiculous. That is awesome. That's horrible. I'd, I'd call a divorce lawyer immediately if Judy ever pulled that on me. If I That's nice, home. Kenny. And then he starts playing another song, and you stand there. And he gets done. That's good. Then he starts that third song, and you're thinking, "This is so weird. I'm hungry." I want to go to the kitchen. Kenny G left where he was living under the overpass, so that's happy for the work. <laughs> Polished up his saxophone. If I come home and there's an unexpected Kenny G in my house, there's going to be an assault charge. <laughs> <laughs> he came out with me, me with something. I didn't know it was a saxophone. <laughs> I didn't mean to kill him. Poor little fella. Oh, was 110 soaking wet, speaking of weight. What are other headlines, Marshall? Well, Trump signs off on a border deal and declaring a national emergency at the same time. Justice Department is slapping down claims by former acting FBI Director McCabe, and Facebook is facing the largest fine ever levied against a tech company in the U.S. Did, coming up. did Andrew McCabe try to pull off a, an unconstitutional coup? Well, any coup would be unconstitutional, but he, did he do something that was seriously dangerous to America? Is more he a crazy and more people person? are saying so, yes. More on that coming up. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's very good, Jack, plus a major update on a is it real racism or social justice warrior headline. And major update. Friday, so we have clips of the week. Man, there's a lot to get into, oh, yeah. including the president speaking about his uh, national emergency. All on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience. 
of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I just want this text line. Anybody roughly Trump's height and build, what do you weigh? <laughs> how, tall, how tall is he again? Well, he was 6'2 last year. He's 6'3 this year. Thrown into the job, I'm, as I'm I said. 6'3. You're 6'3. Yeah. What do you weigh? You're skinny as a snake. I'm like 190 if I'm Ooh. on the heavy that day. Really? Yeah, yeah, I've never been over 200 pounds. Trump's That's more than... That's been a goal of mine for a long time. Isn't Trump more than 45, 50 pounds heavier than... Well, that's hard to say. That's, uh, the over-under is about what they're claiming. What were you at your heaviest? 213. Okay. Of course, I was 5'11". Right. So. You're four or five inches shorter than him. It's hard right. to figure out how tall he is because it seems to be changing. Although I wasn't enormous. Sediment. I was just barrel-chested. You know? I was just kind of thick. Um, we have an obese president, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy. <laughs> is that the national emergency? What's the national? This is the first time any president has declared. I'm sorry. Uh, what was? I'm, I'm being told there are 31 national emergencies currently in effect. And I have the list of them for yeah. you. There are 31. That we're enduring. You, me, and little Mr. America Jr. and little Americat Jr. We're enduring 31 simultaneous national emergencies. Now, the president's about to add a 32nd. Yeah, there are 31 that are still in effect, which I didn't know. That was news to me. Changes the dynamics of it a little bit, but the president is going to make that announcement during our show exactly what the national emergency is and what right. he plans to do with those powers. So stay tuned for that. But now we must take a fond look back at the week that was. It is cow. Clips of the week. I have a question. What if the black face was just part of your costume of a black person? You see, Tom, that's the exact kind of thing that we're looking for here today. <laughs> Teachers became suspicious at recess when the kids tried to sync up Dark Side of the Moon with Paw Patrol. But this puts us in a position that's untenable for us. So you can't do the Super Bowl. Right? It was either you or one of four other people. It's not like Mega Millions. You know you have a chance. I done spent all my life trying to become an empty nest. I wanted my kids to go away, get out. Now they come back with more people. <laughs> Today, a jury in New York convicted Mexican drug lord El Chapo, and now he's facing life in prison. I'll have a joke about this after I'm 100% sure he's spending his life in prison. But it's pretty gangster that the jury was staring back. Like, you think you're local, man? I like jury duty. Come on, El Chapo. Let's be sensible about what we're suggesting. Let's not just throw stuff against a wall because it's a good slogan or we get a press release. Let's be truthful. You egotistical billionaire. Ah, I got the one filled with toothpaste. Well, there's still roughly 20% of the week to go, mm. and it could be madness. <laughs> it could be. What with the any National emergency! Emergency, people! Emergency! Mailbag. 
I, I didn't know that we uh, have so many. Na- we've had so many national emergencies. We have so many currently in, in, in going on. I was just uncomfortable with having 31 c- concurrent, current national emergencies because it's a prime number. Now we're up to 32. I'm much more comfortable with that. 32 was soon, well, by mid-morning. Your anti-prime or number? Depends when you're listening. I, they freak me out. <laughs> They're unnatural numbers. In my timeline, you skip them. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from none other than Huey P. Newton, co-founder of the Black Panther Party, who I'm not a great fan of, but he said, any unarmed people are slaves and are subject to slavery at any given moment. Wow. Uh, we can talk about that later. Here's your federal crime of the day. It makes it a federal crime to sell male genital desensitizer without telling men to put it on their genitals and not in their eyes. Oh! That violates federal Don't law. put it in your eyes. Right. Well, some laws are important. Oh, great. I wish I'd read that. Oh, oh says no one ever, because who would? federal law. Hey, honey, is there any reason I shouldn't put this uh, genital desensitizer in my eyes? Nothing I can think of! <laughs> I assume that means somebody's tried it. I don't know what it means. Uh, let's see. Scott in Pleasant Hill, frequent correspondent bought, for years. I bought some of that once on the recommendation of a listener years ago on the show. Ah, Somebody the called in and recommended it. Please, go all night. Uh, Chinese something or other. Scott says uh, AOC or AOK, thanks, Jack, will never get her shoes delivered to the correct address again. <laughs> it's a little getting in Amazon's way joke. There. We'll... <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, she made a powerful enemy. <laughs> yeah. We'll, uh, we'll have more on that uh, this hour, right? Let's, let's sure. touch on that if we okay. can. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Here's Barry in Thailand. We already have an international show. Uh, Amazon not going to New York City. 25,000 jobs disappear. How soon before New York joins Venezuela? New York City and Caracas can become sister cities. Wow. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Let's see. Uh, uh, Don Green from Monrovia, California writes, May humbly suggest the city up north has earned the moniker San Fran Fecal. Why are you taking shots at San Francisco? Today, it's had a poop problem for many months. It will. For, they're trying their best to clean up all the poop. Marshall's news next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Ah, boy! Another topic to talk about for days or weeks or months to come. Whether or not it's constitutional for Trump to declare an emergency. I just hope that people on opposite sides of the aisle won't have completely different interpretations of the facts. And I hope that they, they shout at each other for the I rest sh- of my life. And I sure hope they don't change their positions for, from where they were when Obama made these sorts of decisions. Oh, golly. Could, would that happen? <laughs> Uncle Jack, they wouldn't do that, would they? Let's get to the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump's going to be signing a bill in the Rose Garden, keeping the federal government open. Senate Leader Mitch McConnell announcing the president's decision before the House and Senate passed the budget deal. I've just had an opportunity to speak with President Trump, and he, I would say to all my colleagues, has indicated he's prepared to sign the bill. He will also be issuing a national emergency declaration at the same time. And I've indicated to him that I'm going to prepare, I'm going to support the national emergency declaration. 
Which was a major thing. Mm-hmm. Which was a major thing, having McConnell come out and say, I will support the right. national emergency. Because uh, that wasn't a given. Right. There, there are a number of senators. Marco Rubio's on the record yesterday. Rand Paul's on the record right. uh, being no's on that. All Democrats and, and several Republicans are saying, no, it's usurping the powers of Congress. We're going to stand up for our branch of government. It'd get you over right. 50, wouldn't it? There's enough Republicans and all the Democrats to get more than 50, I Got to be two, two-thoids, though. <clears throat> right. Got to be veto-proof. But... Well, well, it, oh, yeah. it certainly could, yeah. I wasn't speaking constitutionality, okay. just in terms of right. did, the major- did the majority of senators support this or not? And right. I'm not sure they right. do. Because you got a handful of Republicans that are, well, you're about to get into what they're worried about. Well, it was uh, reportedly a surprise turnaround for McConnell, who allegedly, like many other Republican senators, has opposed a national emergency declaration in part because of worry about the precedent it would set for future Democratic presidents. House Speaker Speaker Nancy Pelosi pointed that out, citing... The epidemic of gun violence in America. That's a national emergency. Why don't you declare that emergency, Mr. President? I wish you would. But a Democratic president can do that. Democratic president can declare emergencies as well. So the precedent that the president is setting here is something that should be met with great unease and dismay uh, by the Republicans. And, of course, we will respond accordingly. I will tell you this. We will hash it out so you will actually know what's real and what's not. Uh, There's plenty of truth to what she says. You know, the oft-cited example was the next Democratic president will just declare climate change a national emergency and write all sorts of stuff into law. Um, was she out giving that speech when uh, Barack Obama declared a number of national emergencies? Or, or, and he did quite a few. We have the list of them. Um, or when he said, I have my pen and I have my phone and I'll do something I declared 22 times is uh, unconstitutional. Jack, some of the current terrifying emergencies that we're living under include the national emergency re- with respect to Iran. In response to the hostage crisis, the uh, proliferation of weapons of mass destruction. Oh, yeah, we're still under it. Uh, Prohibition of transactions with terrorists who threaten to disrupt the Middle East peace process. Placed economic sanctions in response to the Jerusalem bombing in 1995. Let's see. Let's just scroll down. Let's get a little more recent of the 31 national emergencies we're living under. Here's a nice uh, Barack Obama one. The national emergency with respect to blocking property of certain persons contributing to the conflict in the Central African Republic. So what is different about this one? The fact that Trump would be moving money around, which is it's such a, a large number, which is specifically a congressional authority. Right. And those who oppose the move are also pointing out that Congress, having just voted on money for uh, border barriers specifically rejected what the president is doing. And so he is he's essentially vetoing Congress and spending money in a way they don't approve when they have the power of the purse. Right. So you could have a situation where Congress, uh, a Republican Congress, passes something that's green-ish. A Democratic president says, no, 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 no. Climate change is a national emergency. I need $5 billion more billion to you know, build, build windmills on Mount Rushmore. Sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's the concern of a Marco Rubio or uh, or a Mark Stein last night I was watching on Fox or or obviously Rand Paul. And every administration for the last 10, executive power has grown and grown and grown. There are tweets out there from the vice president and the president, from Trump and uh, Pence, decrying Obama's various national emergencies and going around Congress and that sort of thing. Yep. The Justice Department is refuting claims they had discussions about secretly recording the president. In their statement yesterday, Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein said remarks by 
Former acting FBI Director Andrew McCabe on 60 Minutes are inaccurate and factually incorrect. I'm going to be interested to see now that some of your big-time legal scholars, like Alan Dershowitz of uh, Harvard, we're going to play that for you on the show today, uh, said this is a coup. This is an unconstitutional, dangerous coup. That's what that is. This guy's a danger to the country, if that's what he believed. Now that people are coming out and saying things like that, is McCabe going to be quite as loud and proud on his book tour about how that was his idea, or is he going to back off that a little bit? I wonder. I got so mad I tweeted about this. Uh, NPR this morning was talking about McCabe and his book and touting their interview with him, and and they said uh, McCabe was the uh, director, and he started the investigation before he was fired by Donald Trump. And they never mentioned the OIG report. They never mentioned how many times he lied under oath. They never mentioned that the Justice Department said, you got to get rid of this guy. He lies all the time. No, they portrayed it as a whim of Trump to get rid of him. uh... Well, and the IG investigation is still going on. He may go to jail. Right, right. If you as a citizen lied under oath as many times as he did, you would be broke right now having paid lawyers, and you would be praying you stayed out of jail. Facebook may have to pay a multi-billion dollar fine for privacy violations. That's according to the Washington Post, which said social media giants negotiating an agreement with the Federal Trade Commission even as we speak. The final amount hasn't yet been agreed to, but it's likely to be the largest fine ever against a tech company in the U.S. <laughs> it was initially all over the Cambridge Analytica scandal. Wait, in which... give, me, give me a second. I want to like that ruling. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> it was initially over the Cambridge Analytica scandal in which a political data firm was able to get uh, information about 87 million Facebook users without their permission. But it is now widened as more Facebook privacy failures have become public. So they are looking at a multi-billion well, dollar bond. The fact that they lie at every turn when anybody starts looking into it has got to play a role in this. And I would not describe it as a privacy failure as much as a policy of Facebook's yeah. to share your private information. Yeah. There you go. It's not a bug, as Sean says occasionally. It's a feature. At your news, I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Then you get your national emergency with respect to blocking the property of certain persons engaging in significant malicious cyber-enabled activities in response to Chinese cyber attacks on the U.S. That's a national emergency we're all enduring as well. Okay, and the president is going to declare a national emergency, and we're going to discuss whether or not he can do that. Don't most people expect a lawsuit to start immediately and then... I expect the unexpected. (laughs) I have a gun in each hand, and I'm ready. So now that Amazon has said, nah, never mind, New York, if you're going to be a pain in the hiney about it, right. we we'll just won't do it. I feel like some of the people that were complaining about gentrification are saying, oh, whoa, wait a second. Yo, I just wanted to be a hero to my people. I didn't mean it. Yeah, we didn't think you'd actually leave. We just wanted to complain about no, it. No, bye-bye, 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 says Amazon. Anyway, AOC getting beat up on MSNBC for being one of the leaders of driving Amazon out of New York. I I don't know. Uh, Stay with us. You're going to hear some of that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Okay, so uh, it, it was confusing to me. Amazon announces they're going to New York. I think, man, lucky for New York. Would have been funny, but my mic was off anyway, you're saying. <laughs> Whoops. First of all, the national crisis is we have an obese president. <laughs> but there's another national crisis he's going to declare during our show today, and we will bring that to you live and discuss. National emergency number 32 will be living under. Um, but so when Amazon announces going to New York, I thought, man, whatever city gets the Amazon headquarters, and you won the lottery as a city, and especially if you're like a, you know, you're like a, Dayton, Ohio, or something like that, and they decide mm-hmm. to go there. I mean, that's shout just, out Dayton! Now all of a sudden, you're like uh, Detroit or or those various towns where um, uh, car companies were for years. We had mm-hmm. tens of thousands sure. of employees, and every right. everybody worked there, and all the money pouring into the city. I thought, but then when Amazon announced in New York, there's a bunch of people came out and said, "Oh no, this is horrible! Gentrification! Look what's happening in San Francisco!" Right, uh, this right. Obnoxious tech weasels d- d- polluting our streets. So your grimy, disgusting street where the, the, the was was, was just d- drugs and homeless and and cheap, crappy apartments turns Needles into and people pooing and yes. turns into if it turns into apartments you can't afford and restaurants you can't afford to eat at. That's right. a bad thing. I yes. guess. Yes, it is. I, that's Absolutely. Just, I don't get that. But anyway, well, so you call it economic development when you want it. Or, in my opinion, when your local activists are uh, laundering those dollars. But so there were there were people on the left and the right, uh, AOC and uh, Tucker Carlson, who agreed with her that it was terrible that Amazon was going to get all these tax breaks to go into New York City. I'd like to talk about that someday. Now's not the time. Well, it might be. Gigantic uh, tax breaks. I've got but... a couple of things to read here. Mm-hmm. So yesterday when Amazon announced, you know, we're, they're, they are... Uh, oh, darn it. I hit the wrong button on my, my Twitter. Son of a... I'll just have to... Uh, Summarize it. No, I can't. Uh, but yesterday, when the Amazon announced that they are not going, uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, AOC, uh, was uh, there was video of her cheering and dancing around, and um, and and very very happy with the whole thing. And she said she tweeted out, "Anything is possible today," as a group of dedicated everyday New Yorkers and their neighbors defeated Amazon's corporate greed. It's yes. worker exploitation and the power of the richest man in the world. Yes, way to go. Andrew Ross Sorkin tweeted out, he is a guy who writes his financial stuff. He's written a couple of books that I really enjoyed. He And he's a big MSNBC guy. He tweeted out, there is a financial literacy epidemic in America. Quick lesson. NYC wasn't handing cash to Amazon. It was an incentive program based on job creation producing tax revenue. There isn't a $3 billion pile of money that can now be spent on subways and teachers. Right. Right. <laughs> On MSNBC this morning, they went with that tweet. They also went with these stats. New York uh, voters on the Amazon deal. Who approves of it? Who disapproves of it? You know who really approves of it? Latinos, 81% approve of it. African Americans, 70% approve of it. Whites, it drops down to 51%. And as they're about to mention on MSNBC in this clip we play, it was the elites especially that hated it. 
on behalf of others, I guess. I don't know. But this guy, Donnie Deutsch, he's a big time MSNBC guy. He was a Clinton supporter. He's a darling of the left on Morning Joe. And he was uh, asked about this whole thing. It was so out of my mind. My head was exploding. When you have Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, who I find extremely dangerous at this point, I hope she doesn't tweet that, who are you, Donnie Deutsch? I don't care about you or anything. Because basically she has Twitter following and that's her, that's her power base. To basically come out and say, as, as you pointed out, what a great thing it is. If we can take that money and give it to teachers, it doesn't exist. It's an abatement. $27 billion. We put down three. That's business. That's what happens. And <clears throat> you attach this to the Green Deal, and you are handing President Trump. President Trump now gets to go, oh, the Democrats don't want jobs. The Democrats don't want companies coming to your neighborhoods. The Democrats have a Green Deal that wants a 70% tax rate, that wants jobs for everybody, even if you just hand it to you, that just tuition, hand it to you. Socialism. We are in a dangerous place, and if people don't in the party don't start to speak up against people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who is young and dynamic, but does not know what she's talking about, and her and her cohorts, some of these new, fresh, progressive faces, are going to hand the presidency back to Donald Trump. Trump. So they they had the kind of anger on Morning Joe on MSNBC today, usually only reserved for Donald Trump. Yeah. About AOC. Wow, that's amazing. Mika Brzezinski, who's got a book out, uh, was talking about, we have too many young women who have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> Amen and, to that. I, just, I, was just, I was surprised by that. I was just surprised Plenty by that. Plenty of young men, too. Hey, listen, you know, I've been, uh, I've searched for how to describe my feelings about AOC. When you're talking about whether somebody's ideas are worth listening to, you have intelligence, which is raw computing power. How well does their brain work? It's a blessing from God if you get a good brain. Then you've got knowledge. How much have you learned? How much do you understand about the way things work? And then you have wisdom. Do you have perspective? That's Do you understand the, that? That's the one I'm missing right there, that third one. That, that sometimes well, facts aren't enough. You need to understand how human beings actually work and what brings happiness and, and a life worth living. You have intelligence, knowledge, and wisdom. I think AOC has plenty of intelligence. I think she's pretty bright. I think she's got an incredibly narrow worldview that is distorted by her you know, her little intellectual bubble as a Bronx bartender. Or is she Queens? I can never remember what borough she's from. Um, Queens. Thank you. Um, and, and, and she lacks terribly in wisdom, too. But that, you know, that's youth. Well, I think, yeah. Making to a large it, extent. Making this conversation about her, I don't, I don't yeah, too much talk about her. Uh, everywhere. Everywhere Sorry. you go. Sorry. But Sorry. Um, just that overall notion of a giant company comes in and makes everything expensive and nice, and that's a bad thing for your city. Right. It seems crazy to it's me. It's not a bad but... thing for the city. It's a bad thing for the people who get pushed out. And if you're right? advocating for them, if that's your gig, you rep them. But they, the, they're but, getting booted out. But the particular street in 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 uh, in San Francisco that's always referenced to was just nobody would go there. Mm-hmm. It was too scary and disgusting. Right. And now it's too expensive for most people. But how was it better before? Might have been better for the people who lived in the gutter there. But how is that better overall for Great, society? There in the goes city? my gutter. Well, it's, uh, th- that's not what they're arguing. They're arguing there's a third way. Uh, pour uh, tax dollars into there. Give it to the good folks who live there so they can upgrade their gutter um, and or, you know, uh, replace the lead paint in their tenement. And then they live there happily. You need to 
you need to take money away from other people and not let the economy work, not let the free market work. You need to confiscate the money and, and redistribute it. Well, I was happy That's to see that on Morning Joe on MSNBC, of all places, they were talking about, what about all those other businesses all over town that reap the benefits of all these employees and the right. money fly, flowing right. around, whether you're a dry cleaner or a bakery or whatever the heck else you are. No way. It's gentrification. You know what I liked is in that poll of New Yorkers, people who needed jobs were in favor of it. People Latinos who had, and blacks. Well, yeah. right, yeah. People who, on average now, on average, um, were in better financial shape, weren't so excited about it. But even the numbers among, among white people, it wasn't 100% against it, not even close, because you had thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of working-class white people who thought, this is great. But I, I just, I, I don't have the quotes or anything, but I just felt feel like, as I was taking this stuff in from various media, media quarters, a lot of these people were... Uh, complaining about Amazon and how it was going to change New York yeah, right. because they thought Amazon was staying, obviously. They've made their decision. They're, yeah, they thought they could just beat some concessions out of them. Or they just thought they could virtue signal, I care about the downtrodden and don't like corporate greed. Now that Amazon's decided to leave, whoa, whoa, wait! How did this happen? <laughs> this right. is this is awful. Right. Blame her. Blame the cute girl over there. She's the one who was screaming and yelling, not Bobby. Because I think they were all complaining about it. But I don't Blame know. Everybody who thinks like her, which is the energy we keep hearing in the Democratic Party, the left of the Democratic Party, which has been echoing her message on this stuff, is, is you know, ascendant. So great. Super. Yeah, never mind the fact that it has nothing to do with reality. So did Amazon says they're not going to do another um, nationwide search or whatever. So mm-hmm. are they just going to give up on a headquarters, or are they going to just announce a town and say, we'll just pick it down and do it? You know, it's been a little Work vague. behind I, the scenes. I got the idea that the current uh, headquarters, um, including the one in Virginia, it's D.C., really. Um, they'll just beef those up even more, and then they're like regional hubs. They'll uh, go ahead and uh, add a little weight to those. But it seems odd that they would abandon the search, but I don't know. Bezos is busy uh, keeping his, uh, you know, his, uh, his uh, penis picks, you know, undercover. <laughs> so he has more important things to worry about. <laughs> According to the New York Post, he and his girlfriend are closer than ever. I would have thought, oh, you shared all those pictures with like eight different people. Would have kind like of my love messages. Would have kind of driven a wedge, but it hasn't. That makes you seem kind of like a, I don't know. Gold digger and star blanker. That's what I would have said. And she's now with her third celebrity man, I think. I think it's more than that. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, way to go, Jeff. Clo- I tell you what, you can be the world's greatest business genius, still be a dope when it comes to women. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.